Hey everybody, Nick Espinoza, your chief security fanatic here, and today's privacy concerns come from the TSA. That's right, they are going to start scanning faces as you're walking through airports, and so let's talk about that and also our rights. Now this is coming from an article I read in MSN by Jeffrey Fowler, Fowler, excuse me, and I thought he had a really good, basically, take on this. I'll be quoting and paraphrasing him. It's a really good article, and I'm, I'm just pulling the core elements of this, but it's good writing. Now, here's what's going on. The TSA, or Transportation Security Administration, has been quietly testing controversial facial recognition technology for passenger screenings at 16 major airports here in the United States, and they have plans to expand that across all of the United States as soon as next year, which is just around the corner. Now, kiosks with cameras will soon do the, soon do the job that used to be completed by humans, basically checking travelers' photo IDs to make sure that they're not imposters. Now, the TSA, and we'll get to that, claims that this facial recognition also helps improve security and also possibly efficiency. But it is also bringing unproven technology with civil rights ramifications that we still just, quite frankly, don't understand. And that's almost a direct quote uh, from Mr. Fowler uh, directly. And I think that's a really good point. My third TED Talk was on something like this, where I talk about facial recognition and its inaccuracies. And here we are. So, Here's the nuts and bolts of essentially how this is going to break down and work as you are going through one of the many airports here in the United States. The system essentially is for general passenger security screening. So you step up, you have your travel documents, you stick your ID in the kiosk, and then essentially you look in the camera for up to five seconds. The machine basically then compares your face to your identification, uh, whatever that identification is, passport, whatever, and then essentially verifies you. Now, even though the software is judging if you're an imposter, there's still a human agent, at least for now, there to make the final call. In other words, you're going through this, through this, and then you've got a, a human that's saying, yeah, I agree with the machine, moving on. But that is only for now. So the author of this article, Jeffrey Fowler, spoke with, or as he called it, quizzed uh, TSA's Jason Lim, who ran this program, and I quote Mr. Lim, this technology is definitely a security enhancement. We are so far very satisfied with the performance of the machine's ability to conduct facial recognition uh, accurately. So, what happens if you don't necessarily look like your ID photo? Minor variations and appearances happen over time. You change your hairstyle, those kinds of things. You know, maybe you're in a bar fight and got a nice scar. Those apparently have negligible negative impact on identity according to the TSA. But the TSA hasn't actually released their data about how often they have false positives, meaning you stick it in and it says, hey, wait a second, Nick, your ID doesn't match you, and here we are. Some of this, though, interestingly enough, uh, might come out because the TSA essentially has to make the case to Homeland Security to start converting the airports in the United States over to these systems. So, on top of that, Jeffrey Fowler talked to Albert Fox Kahn. He is the founder of the Surveillance Technology Oversight Project, or STOP. He's obviously a huge critic of facial recognition. I'm aware of his work. I've never met him. But honestly, I could go with drinking with this guy. We could swap stories. And to quote Mr. Kahn, I am worried that the TSA will give a green light to technology that is more likely to falsely accuse 
black and brown and non-binary travelers and other groups that have historically faced more facial recognition errors, end quote. And that is exactly what I talked about in my uh, in my third talk, basically saying, can facial recognition, uh, you know, can we basically combat prejudice, you know, with technology? And I talk about facial recognition and how essentially we have a whole bunch of false positives. That's why the city of San Francisco and Oakland, for example, and some other places have now banned facial recognition technology. I've talked about that extensively before outside of the privacy implications there has literally been people that have sat in jail for a year or more because they were falsely identified due to facial recognition technology so that is a huge concern the tsa though basically says that it doesn't use facial recognition for law enforcement law enforcement purposes it also says that it minimizes holding on to facial recognition data and isn't using the scans to build out a national database of face ids we'll see to quote uh, Lim, again, of the TSA, the scanning and match is made and immediately overwritten at the travel document checker podium. We keep neither the live photo nor the photo of the ID. But, 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 the TSA did acknowledge that there were cases in which it holds the data for up to 24 months so that its science and technology division can evaluate the system's effectiveness. This is exactly like, you know, when when they uh, when Facebook says, oh, WhatsApp is totally end-to-end -end encrypted, and you think, oh my god, I've got total privacy as I'm messaging, you know, me and whoever I'm messaging, and they're reading them, and they're launching artificial intelligence again against it. This is a huge, huge problem. I'm not saying they're building a national photo ID database, but if you have a passport or a driver's license, the state's already got your information anyway. This is just another layer to that. But if they're not holding on to it, I'm a fan, but they just literally, their own statement went past their spokesperson. I mean, that, that's crazy. So with that, let's talk about the rights. As laid out in this article, which again, I thought was really good. You do not have to participate in this mess. You do not. You do not. And I think that Jeffrey Fowler of the article's author put it best. And I quote, whether you feel like you have a real choice is a separate question. Now, according once again to Lim of the TSA, and I quote, none of this facial recognition technology is mandated. Those who do not feel comfortable will still have to present their ID, but they can tell the officer that they do not want their photo taken and the officer will turn off the live camera. Also, they are supposed to be posting signs informing you of that right. That's a right that I would use. But does this mean you're basically going to get moved to a slow line? Do you know, is this going to have negative ramifications? Oh, you're going to get flagged and now they're going to go through everything on you? Quote, quoting Mr. Lim, you should have no derogatory experience based on you exercising your right. And if you suspect that happened, you need to speak to a manager. Now, that is amusing to me in the sense that, yes, as this moves forward and their plan ultimately is, as you know, and this is another section of the article, that they're planning on rolling this out so that the facial recognition, when it gets so accurate that it just sees my face, matches me to an ID, and I don't even have to do anything. I can just walk right into the airport and boom, if I walk in and I happen to be Nick the known terrorist, it should flag me and say, hey, Nick is basically uh, going to get pulled aside, going to get searched, going to get questioned, all those kinds of things. So... We're going to see where this goes, but I think this is actually uh, just a, essentially a step in the in the wrong direction. They say it's more accurate. Uh, the, the facial recognition in AI is more accurate than the actual human TSA agent just looking at this. Now, interestingly enough, as I've traveled abroad, I have been through systems like this before. So my least my most recent trip outside the United States happened to be to, in, uh, to Canada like a month or two ago, and I had to go through this where I basically have to slide my passport into the machine, and then the little camera adjusts, and it takes my picture and all of that. But for 
domestic travel here in the United States and I fly out of Chicago's O'Hare and I'm flying to major airports around the globe, whether it's D.C. or around the country, I should say, because uh, we're talking about the country, whether it's D.C., L.A., New York, you name it. I've never really experienced this. And so we'll see. You know, I have another speaking engagement a couple of weeks in Detroit. Maybe I'll see it in Detroit. But uh, for now, I've never been asked or prompted for this. But understand your rights. You do not have to put your face in front of this camera and actually have that picture taken. They're supposed to turn it off and manually check you and you should have no ramifications. You may not feel comfortable doing it, but that is your right. In the same way that that if an officer shows up at your door without a warrant and says, I'd like to get into your house and search, you have the constitutional right to say no. I think this is in that vein. We'll see what happens. And there you go. And please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP, where you're in facial recognition databases privately. But that's a whole other story, just as I'm in a facial recognition uh, database in YouTube for this video, where you should subscribe to me, ring that bell. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.